0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Origen of Alexandria, an early Christian scholar and theologian, writes If we too have said, like Peter, Thou art the Christ, we become Peter. A rock is every disciple of Christ. And upon every such rock is built every word of the church. All bear the surname of rock, who are imitators of Christ. We all, one or another, take the name of Peter, the rock of Jesus, which he promised to build his church on. We all are rocks of the rock, Christians of Christ. In the gospel today, Jesus asked two important questions to his disciples. Who do do people say that the Son of Man is? And who do you say that I am? And disciples answered, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But see... Jesus here was more interested in knowing what his disciples thought who he was. After having spent three years alongside them, Jesus wanted to know what they thought of him. Not what people thought, not even the large crowd who have been fed multiple times by Jesus. But Jesus wanted to know what his disciples would answer to this very personal, intimate, and vulnerable question. But who do you say that I am? And of course, our bold friend Peter, who's always ready to answer every question of Jesus or step up in every situation, opened himself by proclaiming, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. You are the Messiah that we have been waiting for. Jesus, you are the anointed one, the promised deliverer, ordained and commissioned by God to save God's people. You are the Christ we have been waiting for who can liberate us. Friends, the church, the body of believers, which is built on this awakening. On this proclamation will stand forever. All the faithful make up the Church of Christ on this confession that he is the Messiah, the Son of the Living God. The Church built on this proclamation will never die. It did not in the past and won't in the future. You are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God and it is important to note here that Jesus journey to the cross started after this openness by Peter and his disciples after this confession by the disciples Jesus started to make it clear to them that he was destined to go to Jerusalem suffer a great deal be killed and the third day be raised even though Jesus knew that Peter is going to deny him. As Peter surrendered and opened himself to Jesus, Jesus said, Simon, son of Jonah. Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed. You are blessed. Jesus also gave him a new name, Peter, Petros. In Greek, which means a large stone, a rock, Peter, because you have recognized the presence of the living God in you, you will testify my name till the end of the ages. With that self-awakening, by recognizing the presence of the Son of the living God, Peter did become the rock of the church that withstood two millennia. The same Peter who was once a fisherman, spent the rest of the life proclaiming the gospel, not only to hundreds, but thousands. Silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I've given you, the Messiah, the son of the living God. However, Peter's journey to becoming the rock of the church was not so smooth. Peter, whom Jesus called the rock, the same Peter, only a little afterwards, denied Jesus three times because of the fear. As you remember, when Jesus was under trial and Peter was anxiously waiting in the high priest's courtyard to learn the sentence passed against Christ, he was accused of being one of Jesus' followers. The fear of death overcame Peter, and he loudly denied his former confession. He denied the Son of God before the sons of men. From you are the Messiah, Son of the living God, to I do not know this man at all. We probably cannot even imagine the pain he must have felt betraying his master, denying the Son of the living God. Both sides of Peter, his betrayal and denying of Jesus, as well as his great services to the church, have always had a special meaning to me in my life. Ironically, I have my own story of fear and denying Jesus, but not because I was uncomfortable or unsure about my faith, but because I feared for my life as well, that if I openly declared my faith in Christ, I might be in danger. I was a college student at the time of this story, and due to worldwide incidents, there were massive strikes and protests happening in Pakistan, which increased hostility towards Christians there. I was trying to get to my home after classes but couldn't get any kind of transportation when one man offered me a ride. As we drove, we were talking about all the things happening in the country at that time. And as engaging as I was during our conversation, the driver became suspicious of me because he sensed something otherwise during our talk. And all of a sudden, he asked me, are you a Christian? I felt chills all over my body as I replied to him, no, I'm not. And the con- I went back to conversation to cover up my fear. And before I had managed to gather my thoughts, he again asked me, are you really telling the truth? Are you not a Christian? Fighting back my tears, I answered him again firmly, No, I'm not. As we continued our conversation, the only thought in my mind was how to get out of the car as soon as possible. Towards the end of our ride, he again circled back, saying, I have a doubt. That you are a Christian. I could hear my own heartbeat in my ears as, for the third time, I answered him, I am not. I am not a Christian. The saying no multiple times was not like I was rebellious or tired of the church. But it was a genuine fear that if I said I was a Christian, my life might have been in danger. And even today, when I try to make sense of this encounter, I keep coming back to the journey of Peter. What could he have been thinking, going from the bold confession of you are the Messiah, the son of the living God, to denying Jesus? I do not know this man at all. The very fear took over the rock on which Jesus promised to build his church. Peter, who days before proclaimed, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God, the same Peter whose heart was on fire for Jesus, denied Christ over and over again when he was overcome by fear. But friends, this is not the end of the story and this is not the end of Peter or me or you. Even if we think that we have done unspeakable things and have gone to the point of no return because the same Peter who denied Jesus was forgiven and covered with God's love and mercy. Jesus healed the wounds of Peter's betrayal through the threefold affirmation of love for the Lord. Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Simon said, Lord, you know everything. You know everything. The same Peter who denied Jesus was healed, reinstated, and given the charge over to feed his lamb and tend his sheep. There is nothing that can, can't be healed with the love of Christ. Like the words of the famous African-American spiritual goes: there is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. There is nothing, no one that can be healed with the love of Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ, even our own actions. Like origin of Alexandria, being members of the body of Christ, by simply opening up ourselves, we all carry the surname of Rock. The message is same for us. If we have the same openness and awakening of Peter to the son of the living God, with the same humility as his, we also carry the name of rock. And on that rock, Jesus can and will build his church. So my beloved siblings in Christ, wherever you are on your journey, whether you are boldly proclaiming Jesus as the son of the living god or fearfully denying his name remember the goodness of god will always overshadow your past weaknesses there's enough mercy at god's house there's enough love at god's house a rock is every disciple of Christ covered in God's mercy in love. With each one of us carrying the name of rock, let us build churches that tell the story of loving, liberating, and life-giving God, the God of freedom, love, and peace. What is Jesus for you? The Messiah, the Son of the living God. Amen.